Welcome everyone to another show of RenovatingRichesRadio.com. This is the continuation of uh, our interview with Tom here. If you haven't heard the first part, you need I to go highly back. suggest you go back and listen to last week's episode because, you know, Tom talks about from when he was born all the way to acquiring a portfolio of 400 plus some change. houses in the Houston market. <laughs> and it's amazing. You listen to that part first and then come back and... Uh, Listen to the rest of the story where Tom now is going to talk about what ILS is and all the different companies he's built. So let's take it from uh, from where we left last time. Tom, thanks again for being here this week. Uh, so last time you were telling us that you and Melissa were able to build a 400 plus house portfolio. Well, not You're house, rolling. but units. Oh, units. Yes, okay, yes. yeah. So you got some apartments there, we did I guess. Use, yes, we, we did use apartments uh, okay. to do that. Uh, I think probably houses made up maybe 70 or 80 of, of okay. those units. And then okay. apartment complexes made up the, 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 the rest. Which are the rest. sweet. Yes. You know, everybody yes. loves the apartment business uh, because of how you can scale. Um, so you're rolling, you know. <laughs> What happened next? You know, you're, well, you're, you mastered the wholesaling. You mastered the landlording. Acquisitions pretty much because you yeah. and raising private money. That's the key. That yeah. was the key to the whole thing. If I was good at one thing, if, if I am good at one thing, it, it's raising capital. Mm -hmm. It's raising capital. And that gave me the fuel to to go into the apartments. You know, we had just done houses. Then we did a couple of little fiveplexes. And I'm like, okay, well, this wasn't so scary. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing we did uh, a 36 unit. Now, that was scary, you know. Back then, it was really scary jumping up to that And then after it was done, I'm like, man, that was that was easy. So then a couple of months later, we bought a 78 unit. A couple of months later, we bought a 72 unit. We closed a commercial property every 48 days Wow. for two years. Oh. <laughs> How are you finding, I mean, back then, we're that still was, right after 2000, the bus. Now, this is 2011 and 12. Okay. We're up to 2011 yeah, and 12 now. Yeah, the market now. is recovering now. The, well, the, the single family market was recovering. Right. But what people don't understand is multifamily uh, and, and single family don't run together. No, right. they're When you're looking like at opposites. charts, they're not going to run exactly together, ups and downs. So single family crashed in, let's say, 2008. Mm -hmm. Multifamily didn't crash, in my opinion, until about 2010 to 11. Okay. So two to three years behind it. So we really had rode that single family crash and bought a lot of rentals in the, in the trough, right? Mm -hmm. But then we saw this apartment trough, so we started buying apartments. And that was a way to scale, which is the word you just used. Yeah. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get to my goal net worth with just houses. Yeah, it, it would just be hard. mathematically it is hard. I mean, hard to collect a 400 work, houses. A lot of work. But you collect 80 houses, and at the same time, you're collecting a bunch of apartments, too. Mm -hmm. That's doable, right? So over a four-year period, we were able to get to about 425 units mm -hmm. between the houses and, and apartments. Um, What yeah. came next? What came next? Um, Man, managing those apartments and fixing them up. Uh, most of these, uh, you know, I buy distressed assets. Mm -hmm. I don't like um, pretty, the pretty pretty house business. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a pretty apartment person right. either. So I'm gonna buy something that's 30% occupied or does it have rats? 60% no. occupied. Okay, I don't want it. <laughs> I, now, so, but <laughs> y'all know when you buy an ugly house, it doesn't pay you anything. 
right. until it's fixed up and either sold or rented, right? Correct. Well, it's the same thing with apartments. So my wife, at one point, we probably had five apartment complexes that I'd bought, all you know, just in rapid succession. Mm-hmm. And we're fixing on them, you know, we got crews on them, we're trying to get them fixed up and get them leased and get them filled up and, and I'm, I'm fixing to close on the next one. And she asks me this question and I'll never forget this question. She says, how many unprofitable properties does one couple need? <laughs> Right, because these things are are what I now refer to as alligators. Yeah. Right, they're eating us every month. They cost us more Week than they're bringing in. So, so you know, I, and and my answer to her was, all of them we can finance. I want all of them we can finance because the window is closing, and we won't be able to get these much longer. Mm-hmm. And she did not understand at the time, but I understood market cycles. And uh, that two-year period, we bought an enormous amount of property. Like I say, we we closed a deal every 48 days. You would do the math on that. Um, That's about two dozen deals in a two-year period. Mm -hmm. And after that, in 2013, we closed two deals. So and it slowed down. It just and dried completely. And we haven't closed a commercial deal since. Wow. Yeah, the market just... The market it, that, just kept going up and up and, and up. And you have people overpaying for stuff. And, and people started overpaying, and, and I said, I'm out. I've got enough. We're, we're good. I, I don't ever have to buy another property as long as I live if I don't want to. Right. I do want to, it's but I don't DNA have now. to. So... So that gives you freedom to sit back and say, I'm only going to buy if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I'm just going to be out. So we just rode for a while, just riding what we already had and making sure that it was doing the best it could. And then by 2016, people were just offering us stupid prices yeah. to buy our commercial assets. So, of course, we let them. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to offer me a stupid number. I'm, I'm going to let you do that. So 2016 and 17, we pretty much spent those two years just Collecting, selling exposing. commercial assets and, and just collecting the cash. Well, that created another issue. Right. So by then, we've already got a wholesaling company, which I still have to this day, okay. uh, more for my own acquisition purposes than anything. But over the last few years, we've been selling to other people. Again, they're willing to pay more than I am. So right. I'm, I'm letting them have those deals. Um, we've built a, uh, a real estate uh, property management company because I needed management for my own assets mm-hmm. and couldn't find uh, management that I was happy with, uh, third party. Lord knows I wish I could because that's the one company I wish I didn't have to have. Right. But, yeah, because you're but, dealing you're dealing with headaches. But, uh, well, I'm not, but my staff is. Right, but, right. Um, but they but, still yeah. bring it to you at the end of the day say, this is what yeah, happened today. I, I still probably put three or four hours a, a week into that company. That, um, that's but what, I would that's like to business, have back. <laughs> that's one business, just, just like psychologists and psychiatrists, you know you're coming to work to get bombarded with problems, yeah. and you better like yeah. it. If not... <laughs> I, I have a phenomenal team. They, they are amazing. We we don't do a lot of third-party management for other people, uh, just a close circle of friends, family, colleagues, etc. And we only manage in Galveston County, so right. we, we don't even leave the county. 
uh, the county lines. But um, so we've got that built, we've got the acquisition company, and then we start collecting all this cash from selling these apartment complexes, right? And we'd never had cash by then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you can relate if you're accumulating property. Your net worth can be going up, but we've you had, still not have exactly, cash, You don't right? see the money every day. I, th yeah. I, think, I think we've had all the way to $7 million worth of properties. Yeah. And you look at our bank accounts, you'd probably laugh at it. Like, no, dude. I wouldn't because <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so for the first time, you can imagine you're selling off all these apartment complexes. You know, this one brought 3.2, this one brought, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden you're bringing in these millions and we're paying our investors and paying our lenders off and going, whoa, we've actually got money left over. Right. Because we had a lot of equity in these yeah. things. And we didn't have to give away equity when we mm -hmm. bought them. We didn't give away a lot of our equity. So um, we're cashing in now, and we had another issue. This created another issue, uh, which I th one of you brought up in the last um, show. We were putting a lot of money back into our investors' hands, and they didn't like that. Yeah, because they're like, man, what do I do with this money Exactly. Now? They're like, whoa, wait a minute. We're yeah. used to you paying us. Yeah. You know, on a monthly basis or quarterly or whatever. Yeah, their money was working for their them. Their money was working, working and them. they were happy with us because Melissa never missed a check, you know. And all of a sudden, we hand them their cash back and now they've got an issue. They've got cash, no return, and they don't know what to do with it. And they don't trust anybody else, right? And they don't trust anybody right. else because they've been with us for mm -hmm. so long. So now we've got millions and millions of dollars sitting there. We've got a few bucks sitting here. And I said, what are we going to do with this money? I can't buy houses because they're too expensive. I can't buy apartments. They're too expensive. I'm, I'm like, what are we going to do with it? So mm, there's people invented. watching. There's people watching HGTV. They yes. want to flip houses. <laughs> so we, this is what Ricardo calls rich people's problems. Yes. <laughs> so I came up with this brainchild of starting a lending company. That's right. For real estate investors. Right. I said, I already know the market. I already know real estate. I already know a lot of the real estate investors, particularly in the Houston market. I could make phone calls and probably get this money to work. You need pretty money? Quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need any money? Hey, you got any deals? You need any money? I mean, that's how we, that's how we marketed it mm -hmm. for the first year. It was just me pounding the phone, calling my buddies, right. saying, hey, what do you got coming up that you need capital for? And I'm like, you serious? Boom. I was putting money on the street. So I called a good friend of mine and one of my biggest investors mm -hmm. that we had put a lot of money back in his hands. And I said, we should start this together because we got to talk it one day and I was doing some lending on my own. Obviously he had been doing lending on his own for 20 years. And he says, uh, man, I hate dealing with the investors. I don't understand these people. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know what I'm looking at when they're sending me this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's the part I'm good at. That's the part I understand. You know what I don't like? I don't like reading freaking title policies and loan docs and all that office crap. He's just like, oh, I love being in an office. Like and I'm like, marriage made in hell. I'm like, yeah. Donald, we need to work together. So Bingo. We opened this little company. I handled the marketing and the underwriting. He handled everything else. Okay. And that was five years ago now. Okay. That we started that. So ILS has been in business for five years now. Yes. I started hearing about ILS maybe 
two years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe two years we ago. We just started marketing and actually advertising about two years ago. Okay. Before that, it was just all word of mouth. I just would... Oh, you knew the buyers. Yeah. I knew the, I knew the guys that needed the money, but... It, it took Tom three years to go through his Rolodex. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's funny. Let me see who I'm going to load out today. I'm <laughs> done. Now what do we do? Now we start marketing for now new we, people. Now we actually start marketing. Yeah. That, right. But you're, you're absolutely right. That is totally true. Last year, uh, from all indications, you know, obviously we don't know everybody and everything about the Houston market, but we think we know a lot. Uh, we believe we're the largest provider of real estate uh, investor funds in Houston. Okay. Uh, we think we passed our biggest competitor last year. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And competition is healthy, you know. It's very healthy. The, the, yes. the, as a matter of fact, the pie is so big. Yeah, it's, it's Nobody enormous. can eat the whole cake. Yeah. There's no Look, way. And there's new investors, new people that want to flip houses every coming day. into the market like every yep. day. It's it's unbelievable, you know. Yep. We we got like Ricardo saying, you know, the HGTV people and Flip Flop, you know, all these in, um, cable TV shows that are just feeding that frenzy and you see yeah. it out in the street you know people come like hey i want to flip houses and everybody wants to become either a wholesaler or flip houses because they've been watching these shows for years and years and that starts working in their their brain until they say you know what i want to try it so what yeah. do you all do at ils like uh who is your typical client yeah so when we started investor loan source i decided that i wanted this to be a different kind of company I didn't think we needed just another hard money lending company. Right. You know, the traditional hard money lending company, no offense to all my friends that are hard money lenders, but they all do it exactly the, the same. same. They all have the same product. What's if you boil it from down, this guy to that guy? Nothing. nothing. And, and there's the, a the reason. Inspector. No, they no, got, no, the no. guy's selling the loan, maybe, you know. <laughs> but here's why. It's not their fault. Let me give you a little insider baseball. Right. Okay. The way most hard money lending companies work is somebody decides to open an office, they use some of their own capital usually, uh, maybe they'll raise a little bit as well, start a little fund, and then they'll go to a bank or several banks and they'll get bank lines of credit to re-collateralize against those notes, mm -hmm. okay? That's just how it's done. But the problem is when you use that model, you have to create loan products that the bank well, okay. Yes. Okay. So if you wonder why every hard money lender on the planet has the same freaking product yeah. and there is no difference between them when you boil it all down except for the way they market it, it's because they're all going to the same source for the capital, right. which is the banks. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't want to do that and we haven't done that. Last year, Investor Loan Source closed just under $80 million Whoa. in loans, 79.6 to be exact. And we don't have one penny of bank money. It's all private. So that all gives you private. a lot of flexibility. That's the key. You know, would it be easier if I gave in and did what everybody else does? Hell yes. Yeah, that's the easier route. <laughs> that would be the easier route, believe me. Because we're always stepping and fetching, trying to find more capital so that we can remain independent and and we can do loans that are outside the of the bank credit box. Yeah. Right. So you ask, what do we do? We will fund any real estate transaction that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
regardless That's our box. of regardless of area, regardless of price range, regardless of if it's going to be a rental or not. I mean, you regardless can regardless of credit, regardless of income, regard we could keep going. Rappable regardless if the deal makes sense we're going to do it. That's yeah. that's investor loan source. So we, it's unique, it's very different and I think it's the reason it was the separator that allowed us in a very crowded Houston market. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, I mean there definitely. is a hard money lender on every corner in Houston. Yeah, it's like but, and now and you got a lot of little private lenders now right right that are marketing themselves I, in addition there, to it there, yes. there aren't enough colors for logos left no there is not <laughs> that's why we were stuck with black you know because yeah. that was the only one left you want to open a hard money in houston uh, and use orange it's taken uh, yeah purple taken green yeah. blue t taken. taken yeah so you gotta come up with that so how do you how do you how do you penetrate such a crowded marketplace as a new lending company and differentiate yourself. And not only that, but within your fourth year, become the largest mm -hmm. hard money lender in Houston. Yeah, you, you give out the, the products that your investor is looking for. That's not, right. Not the one I that didn't just copy what all my competitors had. Right. Not only that, but one thing that it's very common, and, and I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with this, is that many investors end up being investors by accident. Either they were laid off or something. So that automatically rules them from a W-2 job because it's right. happened, you know. Yeah. You see an yeah, investor. Exactly. That's what I'm pretty sure that you will agree with what I'm saying. Investors come and say, hey, I want to buy a house to flip, but I just got laid off, laid off so I don't have a W-2 job. Yeah. My credit is not in the best situation because, again, yeah. I got laid off. So, and, But they have the energy. They have the, the drive. They, they got a they, deal on their hands. They got yeah. their deal in their hands. That's and, the key. And, and I don't care about their energy or drive, right. but if they got a deal in their hand, <laughs> I'm all ears, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so again, a, a lot of these people hit the wall with hard money because they can't get approved yeah. because there's no showing of income or W-2s or whatnot. Uh, and, and or an appraisal. Do. I don't know. Are you guys doing appraisals on well, properties? We do. We do. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it boils down to exactly what you were just saying. When, when I got into real estate, I went and saw a couple of hard money lenders and, and one of them, I will never forget our conversation. Now we're, we're, now we're buddies. Yeah. But, but back then I was sitting on this side of his desk and he, he's like, there's no way I can lend to you. Right. There's no way I could lend to you. And I still bug him about that and, and, and poke him with that every, every once <laughs> in a while. You're probably like, you think I can use some of your money now? Yeah. <laughs> um, because the, the idea is. Hard money, why is it called hard money? Hard money. It's, it's hard to make the payments. <laughs> uh, well, that, the interest is see, higher. That, oh, know, yeah. See, that's not. what everybody thinks, right. and that's not true. Hard money got its name, its actual name is hard asset-based lending. Mm -hmm. Hard asset-based lending, meaning it was based on the asset, not on the person. Mm -hmm. So there's asset-based lending, and then there's credit-based lending. Banks do credit-based lending. Hard money lenders used to do asset-based asset lending. Yes. But then when the hard money lenders decided to start going to the banks and the banks caught wind of how much they could make, recollateralizing notes with hard money lenders, 
when those two got tied together, now hard money is no longer really hard money, mm -hmm. if we're being honest about it. Yep, it is. It's now quasi-credit-based lending mm -hmm. because they have started tying the hard money lender with the bank. And uh, I, I didn't qualify, but you know what? I turned out okay as a real estate investor. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. So... Does it mean if somebody comes to you with bad credit that they can't be a real estate investor? No, no, no. Of course not. No. It just means you're not going to be able to go to most guys look, because they want to recollateralize. Credit can be fixed. Yep. Bad credit is temporary. Yep. Um, just because you got bad credit today doesn't mean you're not going to have excellent credit in a year or maybe six months. Yep. It, it, I mean, we got friends that that's what they do for a living is fix other people's credits. Yeah. And then when you look at their credit, do you really know the history of that person? It depends on how good the guy is that's fixing up that credit, right? So um, in addition to credit, then you've got income, right? Mm -hmm. Well, how many real estate investors have income? That's hard, man. You, you know, know I, we don't. Just a few years ago, <laughs> my wife and I, you know, we, we bank with one of the major banks and we sent our stuff to the bank uh, because we wanted to uh, refinance the house we live in. You know, so uh, we don't want much money. Uh, it was a 30% LTV, mm -hmm. right? That's well, all we want, 30% of what the house is worth. And, and it, we sent them our stuff. Our tax return that year was small. It was only about 170 pages. And uh, <laughs> yeah. now it's worse. Uh, but, but the bank came back to us after 30 days and said, guys, we don't even understand your tax return. Right. We, we, we're going to deny the loan because we don't even know how you make money. Exactly. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. That happened to me. My uh, net worth is, th you know, this, that, that. And they're just like, yeah, we know. Everything looks good. But man, those tax returns, we just don't understand. My so, banker told me your net worth is around $2 million. I just... My underwriter just don't understand your deal. Yeah, and, and, see? And, and I had like 12 properties we were trying to refi at the time. Yeah. Yep. So I completely understand So that's position. why we, <laughs> honestly, I had a real soft spot for being able to do loans that other People lenders can't. couldn't. Yeah. yeah. So we can do a fix and flip loans. Uh, it doesn't matter. What's your credit? What's your income? What's your net worth? Of course, if of your credit things. is good and you're and you got a little bit of money and maybe you have good income, it helps. Well, right? what what it'll do is it, it won't help you get the loan. You get the loan anyway if it's a good deal, but what it'll do is give you the loan at a better interest rate, mm -hmm. right? So if somebody does have some money and some credit and some experience, we can reward them with lower interest rates, right? Right. The risk um, is, is lower because the risk is lower, right? Uh, rental loans, that's something we brought to the market before it even became popular. Five years now, uh, about four and a half, we've been writing rental loans, 30-year, 20-year. So guys that are building rental portfolios, like I did, uh, have a product because I didn't have a product for long term. Um, and then we created about four years ago the wrappable loan, right. which is totally unique to the marketplace um, because it doesn't have a due on sale clause in it. And we write that loan uh, knowing full well that the investor is going to sell that house on owner financing and wrap that loan. Mm -hmm. um, so we provide the underlying financing for them to do that. Commercial loans. You know, I love commercial properties, strip centers, office buildings, um, ground up development. We'll do any of those things. 
You know, we did a $4 million loan to rehab a brewery. We did a, a $2 million loan to take a, uh, an old um, uh, golf course and uh, um, country club mm -hmm. and completely redevelop it into waterfront lots. Repurposing. 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 Yeah. So we'll do any of those types of loans if they make sense and if the investor has the wherewithal to pull it off. You know, right. that's the key. We're not going to let somebody get over their skis too far. Right. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're going you to hold them to get. Yeah, you don't, you don't want them to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do a face plan. But, um, I like that. But, if they, but if they have the wherewithal to do that deal and see it through to, to completion and fruition uh, and the deal makes sense, we're going to fund it. It's that simple. We're currently in eight states. Okay. What states? Ah, geez, you're gonna make me name them. Uh, <laughs> what so are the we are? We are in Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Virginia, Florida. Yes, and Florida. I'm and I'm missing one. Man, we got we got deals we in will, Florida. We will also be in Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee within the next sixty days. Okay, so pretty much that Ohio to Florida. And from the Carolinas to Texas, we'll be all the southeastern. We'll yeah, quarter. we'll be in within the next sixty days if we're not already there. You can go to our website and see which uh, which states are highlighted on our website. As of today, it's only showing Ohio and Texas. But yesterday, we got the approval in six more states. Well, congratulations! So, uh, thank congratulations. you, thank you, congratulations! And uh, every couple of months, we're just going to add another four or five. It's a lot of work on the back end for our tech guys, mm -hmm. but um, those states will be lighting up green on our uh, on our map on our website here pretty directly. That's pretty good. 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 Yeah. Tom, two things: someone wants, you know, someone's listening, has capital, want to get in touch with you. What's the best way? to get a hold of you for Just, people that have capital and, and sure. they want to talk to you. Sure. They can email me. That's the easiest way. It's really the only way to get a hold of me directly. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, that email address is tom at ils.cash. And we're going to have that on the on the notes if you yep. if you want to click down and you'll see it. Now for people that need money that that you know they have a deal in their hands, it's very important pretty please bring a deal. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. nothing that that bothers a lender more than having someone take 30, one hour of their time talking about getting a loan and they don't have anything, you know, that they want the loan for. So bring a deal. But for those people, do yep. they get with your team instead? Yeah, yep. so, so they just go to ils.cash, www.ils.cash. And uh, you, we, are, we are the most transparent lending company I have seen. For, for investor loans because we have a good faith estimate for every single loan product published on our website for all the world to see. You can go to any other lender you want and you're not going to find that. You know, it's going to be, oh, our rates are 10 to 15 or our points right. are 2 to 5. No, ours is set. It's in stone. This is what it is. This is what it is. We are so transparent. We don't want anybody to think that we're trying to, you know, add something on them at the yeah, closing. If you don't like never it, do that. not come bother. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you don't like it, don't apply, right? Exactly. But if you do, you can just apply right on the website, put in your information, and boom, within within 24 hours, you're going to have uh, you're going to have somebody talking And actually, to you. if you don't like their loans, just when you see Tom, you say, or one of his uh, staff members, you say, Man, I appreciate you being upfront about what you have. It doesn't apply for me. 
thank you so much for not wasting my time. That's what you got to say to people like that. It frustrates me that I go to websites to see what yep. other lenders are it's charging big, and they won't tell you. It's the gray cloud. Until yeah. you apply, until you've wasted a bunch of time, you've sent them a bunch of stuff. And we just didn't want that. We didn't want that experience for our for our borrowers. Especially in this business where things move so quick. Time fast. is of the essence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're so. buying if you're buying your own personal property, you got time to shop around for a loan. But when we're dealing with wholesaling and real estate investing, it needs to happen now because you know there's ten other people, you know, going after those deals. Well, that's the difference with us is I built this company as a real estate investor. Right. So I know what real estate investors are looking for. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't just some guy that decided he wanted to get into lending. I'm an investor myself. Right. So. So with that, I think that's a very good closing right there. We want to thank Tom again. Thanks for having us in your new office because they just moved into this office and, you know, very well. Very located. good location. They're on the west side of Houston uh, towards Katy. Um, the energy corridor. Yeah, energy <laughs> corridor. Just make sure you stop by, say hi. Uh, make sure you make an appointment. That way, How, they're how's that commute you. from Galveston, from Texas City? Here I come, I come <laughs> early. I put the top down, and I'm just rolling up the road before the traffic gets bad. It's about an hour, no problem. There you go, no yeah. problem. And uh, I want to thank you again, Tom. Thanks for having us. For you watching or listening to us, remember to share, hit like, subscribe to our channel. So every time we have a new video, a new podcast, you'll get an alert. Uh, and share it with your friends and family. That's the only way we can grow the channel. And we're growing our YouTube channel. So thanks for all the subscribers. Uh, we we just ask you to share. That's the only way we can grow the, the what we're doing. Right. Anything else, Ricardo? That's it, man. We appreciate you, Tom. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having for, me. It was thanks fun. again. Yeah. Allowing us in your busy schedule. Uh, guys, if you need money for your deals, just come talk to one of them. Uh, I guess uh, Alex, who, who else is? Uh, Alex, Devlin. Well, I mean, we got a whole team. We have 28 employees, okay. so I can't name them all. <laughs> all right, just ILS that cash. Go ahead and send them a message. Go ahead and fill out. I don't know. Do they have a form to fill out? Yep. Fill out the form. Make sure they can you can get pre-qualified. They can apply. You they can, can do text anything also, right? right on the line. I, I know they can text. What's yes, that? and and we had some technical glitches okay. with that. All yeah, right. it'll so, probably be solved by the time you watch. This. Yeah, so by the time you watch this, we might if we get the technical texting issues resolved, we'll put it on the comments down below. That way, you just text them and and they'll they'll get back with you. So that being said, thank you very much. You'll have a great day. Bye. Everyone.